from San Francisco's Bay Area. Welcome to Conversations of the Quantum Age. I'm Marlene Caldas, bringing you conversations with the foremost writers, innovators, and health experts of our time. Our program's devoted to bringing you life-enhancing information on subjects of health and spirituality, science, and their connection to our metaphysical universe, and certainly that's all with a vision for global harmony. Conversations of Quantum Age is brought to you by Inner Voice Network, and for information on our guests, events, books, or products discussed on our program, for questions or comments, call us anytime at 888-922-7070. That's 888-922-7070. Or visit us on the web to hear all of our programs at innervoicenetwork.com and womensradio.com. Now, when I was a young woman, I worked with a British personnel agency, the Brook Street Bureau. Dame Marjorie Hurst founded Brook Street Bureau, known for its quality and integrity of talented secretaries and the like throughout England and Australia, New Zealand, New York, and San Francisco. And she was a very strong and influential voice in this organization. She trained us all well in the ways of placement, and she had a particular philosophy that helped us all succeed beyond our own expectations. One of those philosophies was kept on a three-by-five card. Well, actually, two were very important. One was Our great words make our great future. As a 20-year-old, that was just a little bit of a cosmic window for me. The other was the absolute secret of success is do it now. Well, there were others, but this one really lived inside my heart. Fast forward to the astonishing karmic crossroad at which we stand now. This incredible shift of energetic awareness is gaining momentum as we speak. The hidden principles have shed their clothes and closets and the language of our time is pointing us toward a new and exhilarating possibility. So today, my guest is a voice among many voices of this time, this era, this human evolution. He is well known throughout many continents for his notes from the universe that he emails to hundreds of thousands of subscribers each weekday. You may have heard of him. He travels the world speaking on life, dreams, happiness, a featured voice and teacher in the book DVD, The Secret. So let me welcome to our program today the author of Notes from the Universe, Mike Dooley. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Great pleasure, Marlene. You appear to be a modern-day scribe. For the universe, that is. <laughs> well, uh, it, it does appear that way. I do feel like I, I'm here with something to say. I've always kind of wondered about the mysteries of life from a very early age. And lo and behold, um, when you've got questions, you instantly start attracting the answers and insights to you, so long as you don't shut them out with disbelief, uh, etc. And so uh, By the time I was 20, most of my questions were answered, and it was all about living this stuff, living the truth. You bet. I mean, we all fall prey to those external voices of authority that can override our own inner knowing so often. How did you come to this innate capability? I mean, what inspired you to start writing? Well, it was a process of evolution, and I tell my audiences now that really all dream manifestations start that way, which is why it's so important, as you just said so eloquently, that you start it. Start it now. 
you might not know where your second or third baby step is going to land, <laughs> but you, you know that you can begin with where you are today. The first step is a cinch. It's just that we get overwhelmed thinking that, oh, well, that what's good is that going to do? Oh, I just saw the secret and, and there's magic out there. I'm going to wait for an epiphany. I'm going to wait for all of my ducks to line up. And the truth is they never line up until you start. It's like the mama duck. You know, her babies don't line up, and then she goes across the street. She just goes. And then the baby ducks scramble to catch up, and we must just start it. And then there will be this evolution. And for me, I started writing full-time about 10 years ago, really at a crossroads in my life. And it was simply a Monday morning motivator written by Mike Dooley, and none of my few subscribers knew who I was, and it was kind of corny. But I felt like I was on to something. I didn't know what else to do. Nothing was clear. So I just did what I could with what I had. And uh, slowly but surely, week went by, months went by, uh, and I had this idea to write from the perspective of the universe, a.k.a. God, because I could say more uh, with a broader sweep. Uh, it would sound a little bit more meaningful. And lo and behold, part of the evolution was uh, it could be humorous. You know, it could be lighthearted, which I truly believe divine intelligence is. And, and that's how it happened, rather unwittingly. So I'm very curious about what was really going on in your life at that time, as so many uh -huh. people do find themselves at that crossroads. Yeah, sometimes so the, the difficult crossroads, uh, well, invariably, without exception, the difficult crossroads, even the economy right now for many people, um, bring gifts. And uh, I was at a crossroads where I had already worked six years with PricewaterhouseCoopers as a certified public accountant traveling around the world. I followed that with 10 years as an entrepreneur, teaming up with my artistic brother and my cool mother selling T-shirts. And uh, towards the end of those 10 years selling T-shirts, the trends were down. Um, it wasn't fun anymore. We kind of stood back objectively and looked at where we were and decided, you know, uh, if we don't jump ship now, it's going to take us down. And So we were able to liquidate that business while we were still ahead financially. But that meant each of us individually going our own ways and starting over. And for me, not only was I starting over, but at 39 years old, I didn't know what I was starting. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is the worst of all possible scenarios. I've got to start over, and I don't know what to start. You know, where am I – what am I going to hitch – What? what what star am I going to hitch my wagon to, so to speak? And, you know, I had a mortgage at the time, and I had, uh, you know, bills and obligations, and, and I had to explain to my friends and cohorts cohorts what I would be doing next with my life, and, and I didn't know. Uh, so I kind of do what I now advocate. I defined what I wanted for the rest of my life in terms of the end result. That's so important because we immediately bypass the hows. Do not worry about how your dream is going to come true, uh, especially not when you're, you know, sitting down and you're wanting to craft some major life changes and you've got some glorious end results. Get into the end results. Paint vivid, detailed, imaginative pictures. And, and that's what I did. You know, I pictured a life of wealth and abundance. I pictured a, a life of international travel. I most importantly pictured creative, fulfilling work even though I didn't know how to define creative, fulfilling work. I was out of work. I, I was like knocking on new doors. Um, but I imagined, well, if I had creative, fulfilling work, uh, you know, uh, I'd get out of bed excited in the morning. I'd have a network of friends around the world. Perhaps I'd have a network of customers, clients, 
uh, or readers, even though I wasn't a proper writer at the time, around the world. There'd be camaraderie. There would be conferences. There would be lectures. You know, I imagined the splendor without saying, okay, now how am I going to get there? Because the hows, if you will, are the domain or the responsibility of the universe, a.k.a. life's magic, a.k.a. our greater selves. So once I defined these glorious end results in all of their details, I then did step two, which I advocate to all of my audiences and, and listeners, and that is start now, just like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. Do something. Do anything. The greatest mistake you can make is wait around on your couch with your vision board hoping that you know Marlene or Oprah will call. You know They're not calling, not until you have something to talk about, and you're not going to have something to talk about until you do something, even if and when, and this is almost invariably the case, those baby steps are unglamorous, they're, they're kind of cloudy and murky, you have no idea where they're going to lead. Doing something, taking these baby steps, is not done for the distance you'll cover. But you take these baby steps, you go out into the world, you make some new cold calls, you knock on some new doors, because it then puts you in a place of receivership for life's magic, life's so-called coincidences or happy accidents, of which there are none. There are none. These are little serendipities that are programmed by the universe because you had end results. And the only way those end results could come to pass on the plane of manifestation is if you're out there showing up. Then you can sit next to the stranger on the bus who three weeks later will introduce you to somebody who two weeks later will introduce you to another person who will blow your mind. (laughs) You know, these little things, these miracles happen all the time, and most of the time they don't even appear as miracles, but they can't happen unless you take action. Well, you know, it's so interesting. So many people, including yourself, have an inner voice that is distinct from all others. And I love when you heard your inner voice said, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> That's like a huge message from the universe that says, yeah. yourself in another direction. Or as Marion Wright Ailman of the Children's Defense Fund used to say, assign yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so you, you of, uh, you know, of all of your influence is in your life, just a little bit of history here. Who stands out the most as the mentor you could not have lived without in your life? Well, really that one person would have to be my mother. And I wouldn't describe her as a mentor in any conventional sense. But, uh, you know, frankly, she's always been my number one fan. She's always believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And uh, I think that one of the greatest gifts that she gave me was the instilled audacity to believe that great things could happen in my life. Um, she she let my mon- wandering mind wander. Um, there was nothing that was taboo or don't go there or um, you know be practical or get that back down to earth. She let me dream and she let me ask a lot of hard questions, uh, even as an early teenager, about the nature of reality. Questions you know that that actually didn't interest her at the time, and questions that she could certainly not answer. But but she let me ask them, and and I would kind of. Um, ponder about you know reality and time and space and God and heaven and hell and what's the point of this whole contraption called life and time and space and and uh, I, I had the nerve to think that I could that these questions could be answered and and I think indirectly she instilled that uh, sense of optimism and and lo and behold when we finally ask the hard questions which is finally now happening at this dawn. Uh, of a new age. People are fed up with the mainstream. They're fed up with what 
it's been handed down to them, you know, generation after generation, that some things aren't to be known or some things are to be left into the hands of some, you know, deity outside of ourselves. That's that's debilitating. That's power robbing. So I ask these hard questions, and, and when when the my search got to a point of kind of um, being almost agonizing because I was so desperate for answers. I was in my 20s. I was in college. And that's when click, 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 little serendipities and magic started happening because unbeknownst to me, my deep craving for truth was drawing the answers to me. And they would appear um, generally as one book after another, uh, spaced by three or four or five months, landing in my mailbox, sent by my mother, who would, who's an avid reader. I hate to read, but she's an avid reader. And every now and then she would say, you have to read this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it would be a book like uh, The Silva Mind Control which is all about the power of our own minds, controlling our own minds. Another one was Jonathan Livingston's Seagull by Richard Bach, Illusions by Richard Bach, and then the Seth material dictated by the late Jane Roberts. And these books not only helped me connect dots, but they confirmed my own inner suspicions about who we really are uh, and what we can do with our lives. That's right. I remember that uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, that wonderful sentence, I am a seagull, I love to fly. That's so much, yes. There's nothing more wonderful than the inspiration that is provided, and this is what you're doing for the world now. Not only are you sending out these weekday emails to hundreds of thousands of people, which are reawakening them and helping them re-remember what it is they already know, but you've got a new book out, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. Right. Oh. Tell me about your intention when you wrote your new book infinite possibilities, the art of living your dreams. What motivated you? What did you want to achieve? And, oh, yes, where did you get your bizarre sense of humor? (laughs) Thank you for all of those questions. You know, what motivated me then is is what has motivated me since then, and that is living my own dreams. And like it says in Illusions, also by Richard Bach, you know, anyone who has given anything of of merit to the world has been a divinely selfish soul. And I teach that. I believe it to my core. You cannot spread love, uh, enlightenment, prosperity uh, to, to, to your neighbor, much less the masses, if you haven't found peace and joy within yourself. And so my tact has always been since emerging from college with uh, my questions answered uh, to put this stuff to use in my own life and thereby shining my light on the darkened paths of others and very serendipitously it's turned out that uh, you know without forethought on my part that I'm now a teacher of these thrilling and exciting uh, timeless truths and and the actual impetus for infinite possibilities was to not only share what I had to say because I've always had a good time doing that but perhaps to give the universe a foothold uh, in a way to to launch a new career I started dabbling with writing when I was in the throes of the t-shirt gift business with my mother and brother um, but it was only 10 years ago, which was several years later, that uh, that my life was at the crossroads we just spoke about. And I really, I needed to get my groove on. I, I had bills th- to pay. Uh, I had a, a life savings that would, uh, would, would vanish within two years if I didn't bring, uh, do something else to bring uh, in- home income. And so uh, unashamedly, it, the, the real 
motivation at that time was to get going with my life. And, and I never thought for an instant, you know, well, let me just give people a bunch of feel-good words uh, and so that I could therefore become perhaps rich and famous. It was like, let me do this and let me say what I've learned. Let me share some of my own stories. Let me give, let me teach people how to fish rather than give them a fish. And, and it was really from my gut that the content uh, arose because not only was it to be a vehicle for my creative expression and my fulfilling abundant career, but uh, I wanted it to be good, really good. And uh, I then set about creating an audio program. Uh, it was first and foremost an audio program that has sold uh, in massive quantities all over the world for the last nine years, titled the same, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. But it wasn't until September of last year that it was released as a book by Atria Beyond Words, uh, you know, one of the imprints of Simon & Schuster. Uh, and it debuted at, uh, on the New York Times bestseller list, I'm happy to tell you. So for those of you who are just tuning in, my guest today is Mike Dooley. He's a voice among many voices in this time and era, and we are talking to him about his new book, uh, actually taken from what all the work, the body of work that he's put out there for the last number of years called Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. Now, you write in your introduction that blood, sweat, and tears aren't what it takes to create real change. Right. We are so into old school thinking, firing only our physical senses, that we've kind of been led into accepting what our forefathers have told us, that life is hard. Not Opportunity only knocks once. The early bird is the one that gets the worm. You know, opportunity never ceases knocking. And there's enough worms out there for all of us birds. And uh, the trick is approaching life from a totally different perspective or paradigm. We are not mere mortals. We're not here with a 50-50 chance of survival. In fact, if we just stand back and look at our civilization to this date, while there have been errors, some grave errors in, in, in how we've conducted ourselves, we've blown the lid clear off of surviving, you know, with our hi-fi and Wi-Fi and Blackberries and iPhones. Again, mistakes have been made and we're learning from those mistakes. But, but we need to get out of this mindset that, you know, we're lucky to survive, we're lucky to be here. It's like, no, we're not. We're creators. We created this bastion of perfection in the cosmos so that we could have adventures, and now we're doing that. And adventure, by its definition, means there's going to be some challenges along the way. There's going to be some learning. There's going to be some growing. There's going to be brand new experiences that at first might scare the dickens out of you, but that will give way to beautiful adventures and journeys. And uh, when you come to affect change from this perspective, that, that you are indeed, not metaphorically, literally a spiritual, ancient spiritual gladiator for whom all things are possible, then you can realize that it's not a matter of blood, sweat, and tears. It's a matter of imagination. It's a matter of understanding your divine power that comes to us through our ability to focus our thoughts wherever we want. And heretofore, there has been a great secret, ironically. Not a secret that Leonardo da Vinci cuts from his peers, but a, the secret has truly been that since the dawn of time, we've been creators, effortlessly creating the worlds that we experience, but no one has known that they've been in the midst of creating. And therefore, they react to the world around us. And they say, oh, this is no good, and that hurts, and my physical senses tell me that I should uh, try to make my dreams come true this way, that way, and the other way, completely denying the existence of life's magic and our supernatural connection to divine intelligence. So 
this is an exciting time to be alive because people have been asking the hard questions. Uh, the answers have been forthcoming. The, the acceptance of the secret globally, making it a number one sell, bestseller in virtually every country it's been released in, is a testament to the fact that people have been literally dying for the truth. And now they're resonating with it. They're waking up to it. This discovery, this this first discovery of our power vis-a-vis the secret and other teachings is going to lead to an awareness of, hey, how could I be that powerful? And it's because you are divine. And with the realization of our divinity, it's going to lead to a realization of our immense responsibilities. You know, we can't put it off and hope that God favors us, you know, tomorrow morning. We can't blame our life on our parents or our country or on taxes or the economy. We need to exercise our power and we best do this by knowing the truth about reality that we are divine creators and taking responsibility by as you said earlier doing something now about what it is we want to create in our lives and you know on that note you do say in and write in your book that thoughts do become things mm-hmm. but because not everything you think can instantly spring into time and space only those thoughts that are aligned with your beliefs and are felt intensely to the degree that they automatically throw you into action, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Talk a little about that because, you know, it can be misconstrued and misunderstood and people can get attached to the shape and the package and and the form. They think their rewards, their dreams should come in. Mm -hmm. Well, the premise of the whole book, and I think this is the most exciting attribute of life in the jungles of time and space is that our thoughts literally become the things and events of our lives. They have an energy and a life force all their own that literally wrap circumstances, players, partners, clients, customers, good guys, bad guys around us. You know, we this is this is where the law of attraction comes from because of this more base principle of our thoughts actually being the energy that that fulfills or fills matter in our lives. But the tricky aspect can kind of come when people do get attached, not only to the cursed house, you know, how is my dream going to come true? And they start kind of limiting the universe because they insist it's got to be this bestseller or this contract or this person is their soulmate. When we start insisting on hows, and equally problematic, when we start insisting on certain details, then we can kind of tie the hands of the universe and we end up carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. The way I teach my audiences now to kind of get around several of these obstacles is that our end results, the things that's really important, are always general. You know, abundance. Abundance is important. That you drive a, a Mercedes SL next month is not important. You know, with abundance, you can have the Mercedes SL, but if you focus excessively on the Mercedes SL or on Mary being your soulmate or on listing this house or closing that contract, you're eliminating other possibilities that could be far better. You know, once you get the abundance, you can have the Mercedes SL and any other car you want. You know, once you find happiness within your, your own heart and you stop insisting that, that someone else be the source of your happiness, then the right person from 7 billion contestants can <laughs> enter into, you know, your realm of influence. And so I tell people, because it sounds tricky, the details are awesome. They're powerful. Imagine them when you're visualizing every sight, sound, and color, every bell and whistle, the textures, the emotions especially. But do not attach to the details. Attach to the end result in general terms. Like 10 years ago for me, it was wealth and abundance, creative, fulfilling work, international travel, 
and friends and laughter. Those were my end results, and I got excited about them by visualizing details, but I didn't attach to the details. I didn't attach to the house. I attached solely to the big picture, leaving room for the details I imagined or better. And I don't advocate using timelines for the very same reason. The universe or your greater self, which is what the universe is, already knows you want it yesterday. You know, we don't have to say, I need it by, you know, March 14th. You know, the universe knows. The universe knows. And, and so put the big picture out there. Get excited about the big picture by imagining the details, but just don't attach to those details. And similarly, Take the baby steps by knocking on all the doors that are near, turning over all the stones, giving the universe every opportunity to rush through those doors and, and into your life. But don't insist on one door. Don't insist on one baby step. Don't insist that this book become a bestseller. You know, work on the book. Join the leads group. Do the networking. Become a member of Toastmasters or whatever it is in, in your realm. But don't insist that any one thing be your ticket because then you start stressing out. Then you wonder if you're up to it. Then you wonder if you're good enough. Then you wonder what your invisible limiting beliefs are. And it becomes such drudgery. It all becomes an energetic obstruction. It does. It does. <laughs> and it certainly drags the whole process. I love the part of the book where you say, actions speak louder, and then in parentheses, about your beliefs, than words. <laughs> We've all heard you know, those actions speak louder than words, but actions speak louder about your beliefs than words, and you write very beautifully about that. And you also talked a little bit about the inner witness in the part of your book where you were mm -hmm. uh, kind of headlining the elixir of life. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that was geared towards uh, working with or, or discovering what your beliefs are. A lot of people want to approach life understanding the importance of their beliefs. Beliefs are all important, but the reason they're important is because of our thoughts. Our beliefs are nothing more than our thoughts. But some people think that they can't create change or that they are where they are. Well, you know, I don't have abundance. I've always wanted it. I must have invisible limiting beliefs holding me back. So let me figure out what those things are so that I can pull them out by the roots and then I'll move forward. And it's like, you know, just because you don't have something that you really, really want now or that you've even always wanted doesn't mean it was because of some invisible limiting sabotaging belief. It could have been a matter of priorities. We all want many, many things, many, so many things that they're too numerable to even count. So don't draw the conclusion that it's an invisible limiting belief because, number one, it might not be. And number two, rather than search around, the, you know, the corners of your consciousness to try to figure out what your beliefs are, I advocate kind of just charging ahead in the general direction of your dream um, because your inner witness will watch you. It'll see these acts of faith acting as if, and you'll immediately begin rewiring your beliefs, saying that, you know, all systems are go. You know, there's going to be a whole new world. Uh, things aren't going to be what they used to be because Mike's not behaving the same and same as he used to be. You know, he's doing these acts of faith. He's preparing for the inevitable arrival of his dream. He's knocking on doors, asking for help. He's joined Toastmasters. And so the inner witness helps rewire our beliefs, and any invisible limiting beliefs that you may have had will fall by the wayside. But to get to the other part of your observation there, when it comes to our, you know, invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs, you know, people kind of stress out because, indeed, they are invisible. You know, we, we can't see them because we take them as um, 
you know, a, a facet of reality. And so, so we're kind of staring right through them as if they were bars in a cage holding us in. So uh, an invisible limiting belief can be very problematic. I've given one suggestion that has as to how to work around it by charging towards your dreams and acting as if uh, you knew of their inevitable arrival. But the other thing that can be done is simply pay attention to not only all that you think, because those scream loud and clear what your beliefs are. You know, if you're thinking, oh, the economy's tanking and I'm never going to sell my house, boom, you've just nailed an invisible limiting belief. Um, but pay attention to what you're saying to your friends. You know, oh, I never lose weight. Oh, it doesn't work for me. It works for everybody else. I see food and I gain weight. You know, it's like, boom, you've just hit upon some beliefs. Reinforcing them, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's the that's the scary thing. And then the other thing is pay attention to your behavior because your actions speak louder than your words and your beliefs. They, Your actions will reveal where your limiting beliefs are. And so if all you do is buy low-calorie, low-diet, you know, low-this, low-that food, you're screaming to the universe a belief that says, I have a weight problem. And the universe screams back, you know, I heard you the first 482 times. Yes, you have a weight problem. <laughs> yeah, and so then it's reinforced. So you can catch yourself. You know, if this is all you're doing, what are you saying about, uh, you know, your ability to lose weight and, and that you that you must adhere to this kind of food because, you know, you're not allowed to have a slice of chocolate cake. I say when you catch yourself doing something like that, go buy something fattening. Don't let it be all that you eat, but have a slice of chocolate cake. Act as if you were your dream physical body, you know, and uh, when it comes to uh, purchases often, not only the types of purchases, but, but the but the values or deals people are looking for. If you're saving all of your pennies for a rainy day and clipping coupons for pennies here and there, you know, what does that say about your belief in the inevitable avalanches of abundance that are cascading towards you? A very important point. <laughs> it doesn't say much for such a belief. So I, I'm not advocating eat all the fattening foods, and I'm not advocating go spend all your money, but every now and then act as if splurge and during that act of faith your inner witness will will see what's going on and it will alert the entire inner system prepare all systems for a change because mike's not doing the same old same old anymore and then you combine that with a realization of your divinity your power your supernatural um, manifesting prowess and combine that with a visualization program of just three or four minutes a day no more and Big change has to happen. It's the law. There's no mitigating forces, no mitigating elements. There's no agenda you're here to see to. Your thoughts become things, and you can change your thoughts, your words, and your actions today. That's so wonderful. So all of you know that Inner Voice Network is dedicated to being the messenger and being a conduit for life-enhancing information. We're so happy to have Mike Dooley with us today. We've been talking about his new book, Infinite Possibilities. This is a fresh and inspiring look at how each of us can turn within and really discover our true purpose, ignite our imagination, and manifest our desires. So you get to enjoy a profound exploration into the mysteries of the universe as Mike Dooley sees it and, and uh, shares that message, and it will open windows and doors and unexpected pathways to a very bold and fulfilling way of living. And I invite you all to grab hold of a copy, uh, at least open it up wherever you are in any bookstore you're standing. This might be the kind of book you really want in your library to reach for at any time 
time on any page in any chapter for a little bit of insight and inspiration and to help you re-remember. And, uh, and so, uh, all of you, the full destiny of your glorious fulfillment, anyway, it's already in the microcosm of your heart. You get to go out there and live it. And this book can certainly be a wonderful tool for that. We all get caught up in the challenges of our worlds, and it's easy to forget that the light that burns brightly within ourselves, that incredible flame of energetic beingness that graces the ground and the landscapes we occupy, and we forget every moment of every day we are a contribution to our world by the very nature of our breath, if nothing else. Look out the window, everyone. See the trees, the bushes, the plants? They benefit when we breathe. We are truly walking contributions. So how can we not see that we deserve our dreams because we add value to others' lives? Mike Dooley is a favored bell ringer. The peace in his heart makes him so. His gifts of notes to the universe and now his best-selling book, Infinite, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams, re-reminds us of what we already know. It's truly a handbook for awakening from our spiritual amnesia. Mike Dooley, email evangelist of Notes from the Universe, uh, author of Infinite Possibilities, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marlene. It was a pleasure. And we want to thank our sponsor, energyiswealth.com, nutritional cleansing with an aim to impact world health and free people from physical and financial pain, Adventure at Two Web Design, womensradio.com, and Inner Voice Network, a life enhancement information and products company. For Conversations of the Quantum Age, I'm Marlene Caldas.